Good morning, welcome to another Beacon Church Sunday morning video. If this is your first time, you're more than welcome. So pleased you could find us and we pray you'll be richly blessed. As a result, um, in just a few moments, David Horrell, uh, one of the leaders in Beacon, will be um, preaching on Hebrews chapter 13. It's the final part. Yeah, three months has gone quickly. It's the final part of our Hebrews series, Jesus is All. So we worked our way through this amazing sermon by post um, we just uncovered some amazing truths about Jesus and how they help us today. And David's going to wrap it up in part 13 as he preaches through chapter 13. That'll be coming up in just a moment. And at the beginning of his video, when I hand over to him, you see a little teaser for Christmas because, of course, it is also December. And as a result, the next two Sundays um, are going to have a very much a Christmas theme as we celebrate Jesus, God himself, entering our time and space to rescue us. And uh, next Sunday on the 13th, it's going to be a Trailblazers takeover. Yes, the kids and the leaders will be um, pointing us to a part of the Christmas story. And uh, we, we, I'm really looking forward to that. And then the week after, on the 20th, we're going to have our pre-recorded carol service. It'll still be available here in the same format, but it'll be a carol service. There's a lot of hard work going on behind the scenes creating it. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be different yet again. And uh, we pray we just, as a result, not only will it be fun and, 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 uh, and enthralling, but actually more importantly, above all things, we pray that Jesus will be made much of because it's all about him. Um, on a related note, uh, talking about trailblazers, just a quick reminder, the next Sunday evening, in the evening of uh, the 13th, um, 7 till 8 on the usual Zoom link, we're going to be gathering together for those of us that can do that. Um, to pray for the meals for Ollie and Lou as they uh, head off to Broadstairs the following week at Christmas. They're heading off to join Ramsgate Church from which to plant into Broadstairs on the Westover Estate um, in that, uh, over there. And um, there's already a team gathering. There's, there's uh, much is brewing there. There are people getting saved uh, on the ground there even right now. And uh, it's thrilling to be hearing what's going on. We love to pray for them and to send them well. So please do join us next Sunday evening, seven o'clock on the Zoom link if you can. And in the same time, half of it will be praying for Ollie and Lou. Half of it will be praying for Trailblazers because with Lou, Lou moving on, uh, Mel Richardson is going to be stepping into the team leader role for Trailblazers, which we're absolutely thrilled about. She's going to be absolutely brilliant. And just... We want to pray for them all in that evening, in that hour, because both the Mills and Mel, they are being faithful. They are stepping out in obedience, having been led by Holy Spirit's prompts into what he's got in store for them next. And he's helping them grow and helping others grow as a result. And um, they, they need all the prayer they can get, don't they? So uh, please do join us. And if you can't, um, then just please be praying for them anyway uh, during the week. Even on the evening, maybe at seven o'clock, just make a little um, note in your diary or on your phone, a little alarm, just to go, I'm going to pray for Ollie and Lou as they head to Broadstairs. I'm going to pray for Mel as she starts uh, looking after the Trailblazers team as well. We're, we're thankful for these people. We're thankful that we get to partner with them in what God's got in store for them and therefore for us as well. Please do be praying for them and please do join us on the night, either way, uh, in the Zoom or remotely if you can. Let me just pray. And I'm going to hand over to David. Father in heaven, living God, we come before you and we, uh, we still ourselves before you and recognise that you are holy, you are mighty, you are glorious, 
you are reigning and ruling over all things and we stand before you and we honour and cherish the fact that through your son Jesus you've made it possible that we can even talk to you, dare talk to you like this in the first place, but to know you as Father. We thank you. We thank you for your word that reveals these amazing truths to us. And as we come to hear some more in a moment, may you speak to us, may you stir us, may you challenge us and provoke us. Um, but uh, we pray that we know what we're like as humans. We pray that we, we aren't just stirred in our, in our heads and our hearts um, for what we need to do. We pray you, by Holy Spirit, will stir us in our bodies to take action as well. We we. We know that you don't speak your word to us for no reason. Your word will not return to you void. We pray that we get to partner in, with you in that and we get to step into what it is you've got in store for us. As you reveal these truths to us, may we take action to bless you and worship you in return. So come and have your way amongst us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Over to David. everybody and from Father Christmas too it is December so good morning to everybody and welcome to our time reading and listening to the Word of God a very valuable time for our church I've got something else here that uh, I'm going to put on seeing as the subject of our Bible talks over the week although it's been Jesus in all, had been very much drawn from the Jewish background. So I thought I'd wear my authentic cap this morning. So there we are. Anyway, Jesus is all, that's been the subject of our series these last few weeks from Hebrews. And we've arrived at the last chapter and also the last in the series. As we lead into this morning's message i just want to give a little summary of where we've been over the past weeks jesus is all has been the title of this series and uh, in chapter 12 and 13 we find the summit of this thesis which is a well-reasoned proposition and fully demonstrates that there's no contradiction between what we know as the scriptures in the Old Testament and the gospel of Jesus Christ. For the readers, Jesus was proved to be the promised Messiah and unique saviour for mankind. So the writer defends this then beyond Judaism and in fact beyond any other supposed basis of faith assumed by any other person that may arrive on the scene. This all-glorious Jesus will deliver up to the Father a no less all-glorious church. And so little more is said about Judaism, but much more about Jesus. Hence the title of this series, Jesus is All. 
in chapter 12, verse 2, the writer has already put down the essential marker in drawing his readers away from Judaistic tradition to look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of their faith, but of course also of ours as we look to him. So for anyone looking in today, I want to commend to you Jesus, yes, as your saviour, but so much more, especially the one who can fill your life with joy and peace beyond any other facility or faculty sold as self-improvement, mental well-being, karma or whatever. I want to look at the chapter in two parts. In the first part, I'm just going to look at the battle for the mind. And in the second, I want to look at the benediction. And for the benediction, um, I will just invite us all to stand and to hold out our hands if we feel comfortable with that. And I'm going to pray the benediction over us, over Beacon Community to feel the weight and the importance of this benediction for ourselves as we go forward. Let's read chapter 13 together, Hebrews 13. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Let marriage be held in honour among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what man can do to me. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We do have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priests as sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy 
and not be groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience, desiring to act honourably in all things. I urge you the more earnestly to do this, in order that I may be restored to you the sooner. So this chapter really begins with the penultimate verse of chapter 12, and it reads, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. You may have noticed that we read through Hebrews, it appears to be, in all, a battle for the Jewish mind. To wrestle it away from Judaism back to discipleship of Jesus and glory of the church. The writer has taken 11 chapters to recover the superiority of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his church against the Judaistic practices. These familiar ways were now redundant, but they saw it as a safe place, and it wasn't. They would find them empty. In a similar way, there are many people who, having made a confession of faith in Jesus, no, no longer follow him as a disciple or even join to a local church community. If that's you, you do have the opportunity to go back to the cross and pick up where you left off. As a young boy growing up in church community, I would frequently hear my parents and other Christians use the word backsliding, which was used to describe such people. With such references made in the New Testament to falling away, departing from the faith, love for Jesus growing cold, the question could be to each of us today, have I grown since this time last year? Has prayer become more precious to me? Do I love God's word more by devoting quality time to it? Or am I static or even travelling backwards? In chapter 2, verse 10, we saw that Jesus' task was to bring many sons to glory. In this journey, then, there will be many battles lost and won, failures and triumphs, Losses and gains, heartaches and joys, good times and bad times, highs and lows. But wherever the pendulum swings, the strongest force of the extremity is experienced in the mind. Joy and sadness, satisfaction and disappointment. Winning and losing, success, failure, good health, bad health, life and death. And so New Testament writers plead with Christians in earnest to protect their minds. Let the word of God protect our minds and strengthen our faith. In chapter 12, verses 16 and 7, the writer makes reference to a guy called Esau. He sold his birthright for a single meal, and that was an awful thing to do. He lost out because of that. And it reads, For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, 
for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. Now the New Testament clearly exposes spiritual battles that all Christians will face. And if we want to, how we can be overcomers and keep on track with intentional discipleship. You know, Satan plays mind games with Jesus' followers because that is where the fiery darts he directs are directed at the mind. And we find in the New Testament such phrases as blinded minds to those who do not believe, deceived minds that accept spurious teaching, corrupted minds that are entertained on public and perverted sex, the discontent mind that turns to materialism to find satisfaction, the lazy mind that makes little attempt to work out the salvation found in Jesus or serve the communities we are part of. Then there's the reprobate mind that shows contempt for any form of leadership, whether in the church, in the home, or from governmental authority. The writer has previously said to these people, fix your eyes upon Jesus, consider Jesus, and receive from Jesus. He'd mediated all the benefits of the new covenant to them and to us. Now consider means to think about and be drawn towards a course of action. We find where we're drawn, what courses of action we're drawn to as we read in these first few verses. The actions were relevant to those Christians, those people that the writer was aiming at in this, in this book of Hebrews, and they're relevant to us today. So let's have a look at these courses of action. The first one in verses 1 to 3 is to love the incontestable love. If God so loved the world, and he did, and Jesus gave his life to essentially prove that, it is incontestable. Jesus also taught his disciples to do so in practical ways. You might remember the, 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 the chapter in Corinthians about love, 1 Corinthians 13. Essential church ministry, devoid of love, would be uncharacteristic of the God we serve. And essentially, our ministry would be wasted within the churches if we did it without love. And it gives us some examples. Love that accepts and blesses others on the basis of equality and non-discrimination. Love that reaches out to strangers, but of course being where, using cultural wisdom. There are many dangers about us, and we need to be careful how we select our strangers. But it's there all the same, this hospitality we should show to each other and to others uh, without that we don't know. So love that remembers prisoners in sentence, and also those who are maybe imprisoned in abusive relationships or such situations. The next course of action is that we should honour marriage. 
honour marriage and the sanctity of sexual relationship solely within marriage. And just to affirm marriage, biblical marriage is between one man and one woman. We must recognise shame and disgrace of public and perverted sex and to distance ourselves from that and avoid any participation in those activities. The internationally respected American Bible teacher John Piper said, avoid anything outside of marriage that it's sexually stimulating. And that would just cause us to pause in our minds and say, what do I watch on the television? And I would challenge anyone, any Christian who watches something like Love Island, of where, where, they, are, uh, where they are with this, you know? Because this is watching, this is watching something outside the sanctity of marriage. Then money can't buy you love, so said the songwriter, but neither can it satisfy your soul. To be aware of the love of money is a course of action we need to be aware of. And don't let money become an idol and rob us of our dependence on God to look after our lives and provide our needs. Discontentment is a deep spiritual need and Jesus is the only answer to meeting it. He said to his disciples, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Now the world is anyone or anything that operates outside of and without reference to the creator, to a creator and all sufficient God. Again, Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The God-given promises give us ever-increasing confidence historically, from the past, in the present, and in the future. Another course of action in verses 7 to 14 is to recognise the church has order and a precious objective. We should respect, honour, and pay attention to our leaders as they showed respect for and honoured and attended to their leader, Jesus Christ. As Christ is the dominant word in verses 7 and 8, thus the connection between leaders and Christ's here reads like this. They lived and died in the faith that Jesus is the Christ, that is the Messiah. Whereas the readers were tempted to surrender their faith and return to Judaism which denied that fact. All of us at times are tempted to surrender our faith and to go backwards. But this is a challenge for a course of action to keep on track and go forwards. Jesus should be to us as he was to those dedicated and faithful teachers and leaders then, who went before them and those who've gone before us. The church has essential and guarded truth, you know, like trains on a track, needing to keep on track, 
You know what happens to a train if it goes off track? Well, the church, its leadership, its order, how it functions, there are tracks for it to run on. Given by the apostles and guarded by elders, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus the Christ being the chief cornerstone. Then in verse 9, a point to remember. Remember to be strengthened by the grace that we have. Jesus' death and resurrection provides the paid-in-full for each person's life, slaughtering of animals. Sometimes you see on statements and invoices, balance to pay. So much has been paid, but there's a balance in pay. But as far as our lives are concerned before God, what's on our lives account is paid in full. That's the grace of God. So chapter 10 verse 2 says, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. There are three ways that are recognised as objectively sacrificial when we join ourselves to Jesus and demonstrate our love for him. The first one is the sacrifice of praise. And it tells us that is the fruit of lips that confess his name. And I would just challenge you, invite you, that when we come to a time of prayer and praise at the end, if you don't normally open your mouth, a way that you can be or show a sacrifice or be like a sacrifice is to use the sacrifice of praise and open your mouth, which confess his name. Do it to glorify him and you'll find a great release as you do it. Secondly, the sacrifices of doing good and sharing with others. I think that's pretty common, pretty normal thing to expect, isn't it? Then there is another sacrifice mentioned here in verse 13. Bearing the disgrace he bore. Now you might hear some phrases or be aware of some phrases that circulate around Christian communities which are sometimes not helpful and sometimes it's maybe people are a little bit shy about Jesus and um, they just want to hold back a bit. There are phrases like this. Seeker sensitive. We don't want to do anything that will put people off. That's okay, that's good, but it can go too far. Come to church, you'll enjoy it. Let's be careful of the cringe factor. We don't want to upset anyone and don't mention the blood of Jesus. You know, the message of the cross is in part offensive and it discriminates. The persecution and execution of believers because they follow Jesus is not a secret enemy but a flamboyant rejection of Jesus and the cross. The final course of action we find here is prayer. And I would ask myself, how am I doing with prayer? And you could ask yourself the same. How are you with prayer? Are you growing in it? Are you seeking to do it and to learn? You know, Satan hates prayer 
and he hates hearing you pray out loud. It's a battle that we have to fight, a battle for the, in the mind, and we need to fight it. But we couldn't do it together, so let's pray. And I'm just going to use this final prayer, and um, I'm just going to invite you to stand, and if you're comfortable with holding out your hands as if you were receiving something from God himself, I'm just going to finish by praying this prayer of benediction over you, over myself, over Beacon Community, over our nation. Would you like to stand? Now, may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless each one of us that we know his goodness. Amen. Yes, indeed. What a beautiful benediction. Yes, may he work in us that which is pleasing to his sight for Jesus's glory. That needs to be our prayer. That needs to be our intention as God's people. Let's worship him with our hearts, with our minds, with our soul, with our strength, with our bodies in everything we do, in our relationships with others, in our love for the stranger, in our attitude to our money, in our attitudes in general, in our private thoughts. He deserves all that and so much more. And that's what it means to follow him as Lord and Saviour. So Holy Spirit, will you reveal to us as individuals what areas of our lives we need to resubmit to you. Help us. Show us. Um, we are going to sing in the Zoom call, but also connected to this video. There's a couple of YouTube suggestions as well. Let's sing songs to him. Let's submit ourselves to him once again. And maybe we need to do some business with him as well. I trust as David was speaking, Holy Spirit mode prompted one or two things in our hearts that we need to uh, repent of, confess and seek forgiveness for. Jesus has made that forgiveness possible, but we need to step into it by taking action. So let's do that. Let's resubmit ourselves to him. And to anyone who doesn't know Jesus in the same way, you truly can know him as your Lord and Savior. You can know God in heaven as your father through his son Jesus because Jesus made that way possible on the cross he died on the cross for your sins and he rose again to give you new life that is available for you as well and you can know him in the same way um, please do get in touch there'll be an email address coming up in just a moment we'd love to talk with you we'd love to pray with you and uh, we'd, we'd love to see Jesus make a difference in your life the same way that he's done for us. This is for you as well. Do not miss out. Um, let's worship him. There's some song links connected to the video. Uh, let's, let's lift our eyes to him. Let's resubmit to him. Let's do some business with him uh, if he's prompted anything uh, in us while uh, David was speaking. And let's make much of Jesus. Jesus is all. Let's live like it. Bless you guys. <laughs>